Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is News Radio 105.9 WBBM's All Local. Listen and subscribe for Chicago's most up-to-date news each weekday morning and afternoon. Now from the WBBM newsroom, these are the most important news stories from the Chicago area. Our top local story on News Radio WBBM, a North Shore family is hoping for a hostage prisoner swap in the Israel-Hamas war as word comes that a Chicago area mother and daughter were taken hostage last weekend. WBBM's Bernie Defoya reports. Sigal Zamir is Natalie Ra'anan's aunt and says the Israeli government has confirmed that Natalie was taken hostage and is believed to be alive. The recent Deerfield High School graduate was visiting a kibbutz with her mother Judith last Saturday when Hamas soldiers attacked. Zamir spoke last night at a small vigil for Natalie and Judith and told CBS2. They're innocent and laughing and they didn't do anything, just innocent. Natalie Ra'anan's family was not told anything by the Israeli government about Natalie's mother Judith since she's no longer married to Natalie's father. Bernie Tafoya, News Radio 1059 WBBM. Authorities in Joliet say they have identified the person who made a social media threat against Joliet West High School. Joliet police say the threat was posted by a female juvenile as a comment to an unrelated social media video. But investigators determined the threat was not credible. However, the police presence was increased at the school and searches were conducted for visitors to the building. Leaders of several western suburbs spoke to an Illinois House committee yesterday asking for help after severe flooding earlier this year. Here are Cicero Town Attorney Michael Delgado and State Representative Will Davis. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't necessary for the state to assist us. We have a regional problem and that's frankly what the state is here for. It's to assist communities within the state of Illinois to fix problems that they can't fix on their own jurisdictionally. So if that's ultimately what happens, that the state needs to put in whatever it is to do this, then the state needs to be prepared to put in whatever it is, wherever this happens as well. This hearing was testimony only. No action, no legislation. At the Illinois Capitol, Dave Dahl, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Meanwhile, a Chicago City Council committee will hold a hearing today on this year's flooding problems. Alderwoman Stephanie Coleman called for the hearing in a resolution she proposed in July. The resolution says the city must, quote, find new ways to mitigate and respond to flooding, end quote. That hearing is scheduled for 10 o'clock this morning. Northwestern University's Dance Marathon will look a little different when it, the annual fundraiser takes place again in March. 
This is the 50th year for the event, and what has been a 30-hour marathon is being cut in half, and the venue will be the Welsh Ryan Arena instead of a tent on campus. The organizer, Senior Grace Dyer, told the Daily Northwestern student feedback led to shortening the event. Moore said they would take part if it weren't 30 hours long because of school requirements the following week. Money is being raised for the 50th event for the Ronald McDonald House Charities. The charity changes from year to year. 10% of the money raised by individual teams goes to the Evanston Community Foundation. More than $400,000 was raised for the most recent event. There were some years before the pandemic when it brought in more than a million. Mike Krauser, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Taylor Swift is back in Chicago. Well, not live, but on the big screen. The singer's record-breaking concert film premiered a day early, much to the delight of Swifty fans headed out to watch the era's tour at AMC Theater downtown. Sydney Tubman and her son Landon arrived early to the showing. Sydney says they are giant Swifties who live for Queen Taylor. I'll do anything for Taylor. We had tickets to see her tomorrow night, and last night when she announced that she was going to do an early premiere, we immediately bought tickets and are seeing her back-to-back. 11-year-old Landon says he and all his friends are fans. Because she's a literal goddess. Advanced ticket sales worldwide have already surpassed $100 million for the concert film. Mallory Vorbroger, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Illinois' Secretary of State says the effort to eliminate lines at driver's service facilities is going well. Alexi Janulius instituted by appointment only services at most of his Chicago area operations last month, and he's made many services accessible online. But there was concern among older drivers who had difficulty navigating the online and telephone appointments. So Janulius opened seniors only walk in centers. It's taken a little longer, but what we've done is, you know, added a phone line so people can call and make an appointment. We've got tablets at our facilities. For those seniors who don't want to uh, go online, we opened for the first time ever two seniors-only facility, one in Evanston on the north side and one in uh, Bridgeview on the southwest side. At a Union League club event that I moderated, the Secretary of State said he's always planned to have seniors-only centers and just had to start them earlier than expected. You can hear more excerpts from the conversation with Alexi Janulius on our At Issue program Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. Craig Delamore, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. It appears the tower at the former Pheasant Run Resort in St. Charles will be demolished in sections. During a DuPage County court hearing, a lawyer for Great Lakes Property Services, which is in charge of the demolition, warned that taking down the 160-foot tower with an implosion would threaten neighboring businesses, including a car dealership. The Daily Herald reports a representative of Great Lakes is proposing using cranes to lift machinery to each floor of the tower to demolish it. St. Charles City Administrator Heather McGuire wants the demolition to happen as soon and safely as possible. Because we know there are environmental aspects that will impact the actual demolition, as well as safety concerns. We know that the type of construction is very relevant, and that's why the receiver is looking into that before making a recommendation on how to demolish it. She says Great Lakes is expected to present bids for the demolition work to the DuPage County judge at a hearing on October 26th. All Local is a production of News Radio 1059 WBBM, Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. Please like and subscribe to this podcast on the Odyssey app to continue receiving up to date news and information. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.